Welcome to episode 14 in the Lives of the Saints first series, the 1928 BCP Saints. I'm Father Ron Shibley, founder and director of the Anglican Internet Church. In this episode, I pay tribute to St. Matthew, whose feast day or holy day is September 21st. The English name Matthew comes from the Greek name Matthias, which means gift of God. The author of the Gospel of St. Matthew does not identify himself anywhere in the text. However, there are two places in the text where the name Matthew is mentioned. The first in nine, chapter 9, verse 9, when he was called by Jesus as an apostle, and second in 10.3 in the list of the twelve. In both cases, he is referred to as a tax collector who abandoned his job to follow Jesus. In the Gospel of St. Mark, in chapter 2, verses 13 and 14, and the Gospel of St. Luke, chapter 5, verses 27 to 29, the name Levi, called the son of Alphaeus in Mark 2, 14, is used. Tradition identifies Levi and Matthew as the same person. The illustration is a 19th century stained glass window at St. Peter's Collegiate Church, Wolverhampton, England, one of a set of four commemorating the four evangelists. The first to identify Matthew as author were St. Ignatius of Antioch and St. Papias of Hierapolis in the early 2nd century. St. Irenaeus of Lyon agreed in the late 2nd century, as did early church historian Eusebius in the early 4th century. The noted Anglican historian Massey Shepherd, in his Oxford Prayer Book Commentary on the 1928 Book of Common Prayer published in 1950, called the identification of the Matthew in Matthew 9, 9, and 10, 3 as the author of the Gospel of Matthew a, quote, cult of Matthew, unquote, and blamed its popularity on the Eastern Church. In the decades since Shepherd's commentary was published, opinion in the Western Church has changed. Both the NKJV Study Bible and the ESV Study Bible, two of the most popular modern translations with commentary on Scripture, the person named in Matthew 9.9 and 10.3 is accepted as the author. Further, the majority of scholars agree that Matthew, from Matthew 9.9 and 10.3, and Levi, Mark 2.13 and 14, Luke 5.27-29, are the same person. In Eastern Church traditional iconography, like the 6th century illustration from the Monastery of St. Catherine in Sinai, St. Matthew was always depicted as a gray-haired old man carrying a jeweled gospel book. In the illustration, the gospel book he holds bears the legend, This is the story of the birth of Jesus Christ, a paraphrase of Matthew 1.1. According to St. Irenaeus, Matthew wrote his gospel while St. Peter and St. Paul were still living, 
which dates the book to between 50 and 75 A.D. Modern scholars generally give it a date early in that range, 50 to 60 A.D., for the NKJV Study Bible. In Christian art, he is associated with the man-angel figure in Ezekiel's vision, in Ezekiel 1, 5-21, and St. John's vision of the third living creature in Revelation 4, verse 7. The illustration is a detail from the Bamberg Apocalypse, an early 11th century illuminated manuscript of Revelation based upon the AIC bookstore publication, Revelation, an Idealist Interpretation, available in bookstores and from our virtual bookstore at https colon right slash right slash www.amazon.com slash author slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. When you use that address, be sure and include HTTPS before the colon in order to get to the special page. St. Matthew is the figure in the upper left corner in the illustration. Continuing in clockwise order are St. John the eagle, St. Luke the ox, and St. Mark the lion. Scholars, both ancient and modern, differ over the language of the original work. All the manuscripts which survive today are in Greek. However, St. Papias of Hierapolis writing around 130 A.D., argued that it was originally written in Aramaic, which was the first language of the great majority of Jews in the first century. Analysis of the language, even of the Greek manuscripts, reveals extensive use of Hebrew and Aramaic idioms, including many references to the coming of God's kingdom and Old Testament prophecies. The title given St. Matthew's Gospel by many scholars, the Kingdom Gospel, reflects themes more widely understood in the Hebrew tradition than in that of the Gentiles to whom the Gospels of St. Mark and St. Luke were most likely directed. Whatever its original language, it is clear that the Gospel of Matthew includes four major themes that would have been more easily understood by Jews than by others. The first is the scriptural and language background of the meaning of the name Jesus, which comes from the Hebrew name Joshua, or sometimes spelled Jeshua, which means the one who saves. The second unique theme is the unique genealogy of Jesus, which is presented in the male line from Abraham to Joseph in 42 generations, separated into four equal groups of 14, including four women, two of whom were not Hebrews. The third unique theme is the fulfillment of the Old Testament prophecy in the New Testament, especially the Emmanuel prophecy of Isaiah. An example of the frequent use of that theme is the statement, quote, that it might be fulfilled that which was spoken, which is found in Matthew 1, verses 22, and is a reference to the Emmanuel prophecy of Isaiah 7, verse 14. 
And, of course, there are many others, including prophecies of John as forerunner. There is the visit of the wise men, the ruler to shepherd the people, the calling of the holy family out of Egypt, the death of the holy innocents, and the Nazarite prophecy. The Gospel of St. Matthew includes more quotations of Old Testament scripture, nearly all from the Greek Septuagint Old Testament, than any other gospel. The fourth unique theme is the demonstration of the divinity of Jesus through accounts of many miracles, including three which are not found in any other gospel. The restoration of the sight of two blind men in 9, 27-30, the healing of the demon-possessed and mute man in 9:32, beginning at 9:32, and the payment of the temple tax with a coin found in a fish in chapter 17, verses 20 to 27. Among other unique content is the strong attack on the Pharisees in Matthew 23, verses 13, 14, 15, 23, 25, 27, and 29, including the famous accusations, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, and the account of the death of Judas in 27, 3 to 10, that differs from the account in Acts 1, 18 and 19. Other unique content includes the long form of the Beatitudes in chapter 5, verses 1 through 11, with eight declarations or blessing, each blessings, each with more detail and a decidedly more spiritual rather than literal meaning than that found in Luke 6, 20-26, which includes only four blessings. And the long form of the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 8, 9-13, which includes a closing doxology, which is not found in St. Luke's account in 11, 1-4. For more on the Lord's Prayer, see the AIC Bible study series, The Lord's Prayer, phrase by phrase, at our YouTube page, https colon slash slash www.youtube.com slash c slash St. John C with saints spelled out, or a better way by using the episode links at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net on the Bible study page. Other unique content includes a discourse by Jesus on rest in the kingdom, which includes the familiar quotation from 1128, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The quotation is familiar to Anglicans since it is the first of the comfortable words which follow the invitation in the 1928 prayer book Liturgy for Holy Communion. The author of Hebrews also explores the meaning of rest. For more on the unique themes and content of the Gospel of St. Matthew, see Episode 5 through Episode 9 in our Bible study series, New Testament Gospels and Epistles, at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net on the Bible study page. The manner and place of death of St. Matthew is unknown, although early Christian traditions 
hold that he died a martyr's death. There is only one known location claiming the relics of St. Matthew, and that is the Cathedral Church of St. Matthew the Apostle at Salerno, Italy, begun in 1076 A.D. and finished in 1084 A.D. The bell tower shown in the illustration is a later addition. The church is shown in a 20th century photograph of the facade, the courtyard, and the bell tower. The collect for the Feast of St. Matthew was composed in 1549 A.D. by Archbishop Cranmer based upon the gospel reading for the feast, Matthew 9, verses 9 to 13, and the Tenth Commandment. The illustration is the early 18th century marble statue of St. Matthew by Italian sculptor Camillo Rusconi at the Basilica of St. John Lateran in Rome. O Almighty God, who by thy blessed apostle didst call Matthew from the receipt of custom to be an apostle and an evangelist, grant us grace to forsake all covetous desires and inordinate love of riches, and to follow the same thy Son, Jesus Christ, who liveth and reigneth with thee and the Holy Ghost, one God, world without end. Amen. In the Anglican tradition in America, St. Matthew is commemorated in the special verses for the hymn From All the Saints in Warfare, written in 1864 by Horatio Nelson and published with the 1892 Episcopal Hymnal and sung to the familiar tune, Aurelia. Praise Lord for him whose gospel thy human life declared, who worldly gains forsaking, thy path of suffering shared. From all unrighteous mammon, O give us hearts set free, that we, whate'er our calling, may rise and follow thee. The music was performed by Richard Irwin, whose website is www.hymnswithoutwords.com. If you'd like a PDF of all four pages of the hymn, please send an email request to me at the address on the screen. Thank you for joining me for Episode 14 in the Lives of the Saints, first series, The 1928 BCP Saints. Episodes from this series, as well as those of other teaching videos and seasonal videos, are or will be available on our YouTube channel, https colon slash slash youtube.com slash St. John C. Or a better way, by using the episode links at http colon slash slash www.anglicaninternetchurch.net slash digital hyphen library dot html. Bible study videos are linked from the Bible study page on the same site. I also invite you to visit our virtual bookstore of historical prayer and teaching publications at https colon slash slash www.amazon.com 
slash author slash Ronald hyphen E hyphen Shibley. And again, be sure and include HTTPS in order to get to the dedicated page. 100% of all book royalties are contributed to the AIC ministry. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be merciful to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Glory be to God for all things. Amen. This program has been a presentation of the Anglican Internet Church. We invite you to visit our website and use its resources at www.anglicaninternetchurch.net.